We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey guys, I want to tell you about a project that I'm working on here at Blue Wire called Blue Wire Hustle. It's a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you just want to host a podcast and you don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place to do that. As part of the program, you'll receive uh, personal cover art. We got Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to community discord, and also an e-learning course that's full of tips and tricks and lots of things that we used actually to grow Bronx Pinstripes as well. On top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple and Spotify and Google and Stitcher and Amazon and all the other listening platforms that now exist. And the best part, you only get this for 15 bucks a month. It's the same exact rate, really, if not cheaper than most hosting sites would charge you just for an initial setup and a monthly fee. So whether you're starting from scratch or you have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to level up your sports experience. Get that audio tight. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more information, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go.
What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 508, an emergency episode because the long-awaited news, finally, we've been waiting for it all offseason. The Yankees have reportedly agreed to a $1.7 million deal with international free agent Hans Montero. Do not call me Jesus. Don't call me Jesus. The other Montero, we got him. We got him. Not that guy. Not the... Not the report. It's funny because it was tweeted like 30 seconds after the DJ LeMahieu news. And it's like, <laughs> who is this guy? International free agent, whatever. Of course, we're here to talk about LeMahieu. Six years, 90 mil. Interesting deal, contract. baby. Interesting. You know what? The, the, we're stupid because the timing actually is uh, makes a lot of sense. Dude, because the arbitration um, payouts are all finalized and everybody knows where the money is. And, uh, and, and, and now they can you know, do the team-friendly deal that DJ LeMahieu just signed with us because that's exactly what it is. It's a, a team-friendly deal. I thought it was he because... Took a hometown, he took a hometown discount. I thought it was because four or five days ago, there's reports that he's dismayed. And it's like, whoa, DJ's dismayed? We can't have that. Got to get got to get a deal done. Yeah, no, look, I, I don't care about anything that happened in the past with uh, the delay or anything like that. It is done. I don't care how long it is. It's done. I don't care how much it's for. It's done. None of these things matter to me. The Yankees at the end care. of the day, at the end of the day, I just want this man signed. He signed on the paper. And he's signed. That being said, the contract itself, uh, what we say, six six years, this is all like not a thousand percent finalized, finalized, right? But Passon's putting it out. <laughs> It'd be our luck there. we'd put this podcast up and then the deal would fall through. It's pretty much there. But- that being said, six years at $90 million is a good deal for DJ LeMayhew when it probably is you actually... You mean it's a good deal for the team? It's a good deal for the team. Sorry, I meant for getting DJ LeMayhew. Yeah. It, it, it is really, when, I, when I'm looking at this, clearly it's a, it's, a, um, it's a way for the Yankees to be flexible, right, with the luxury tax. Mm-hmm. It looks like a four-year deal. It's a four-year, $90 million deal is what it looks like. And then well, they added the other two Bobby Bonilla years to spread things out and make life easier <laughs> for the team. And so that the Yankees could spend more money on players. DJ's going out there saying, you know what? I want to win a championship. Let's go under the luxury tax so that we can figure out some more things. Let's let's make this happen. Makes me makes me love him even more. Yeah, so this is, I mean, it's obviously to, to smooth out the luxury tax penalty or, or hit because it's 15 million annual value instead of close to 20 million annual value, which is what maybe a lot of people projected him to get. And in fact, John Heyman reported the Blue Jays offer to LeMahieu was four years and 78 million, which is 19 and a half million dollars annual value, which entering the offseason, you and I figured it was going to be around 20 million annual value to get LeMahieu. Yeah. But that was obviously a big priority for the Yankees was to get him lower because they want to stay under the luxury tax penalty or they don't want to blow it out of the water on just DJ LeMahieu. I understand that. And I they are putting more emphasis on saving luxury tax money now than they are potentially dealing with $15 million in dead weight DJ LeMahieu when he's 38 years old. Right. And but but again, if if that was going to be a four-year deal and DJ's you know confident that he's not going to be signing another contract after this no matter what after that four years then does it really matter for him probably not not at all if 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 that's if that's the belief going into this but it does help the Yankees because they're able to spread it out and you know have a a, a much not a much smaller but it's significantly smaller hit on the luxury tax so yeah we for a long time we always said sign the player for more expensive but shorter years because you don't want to be stuck with his his aging 
him aging on the back end, but this is the complete opposite. He's going to be 33 years Eight. old on, Ju- on July 13th. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah. in four years, that's 37 years old. It's it's pretty safe to say that you're not going to get a $15 million contract at 37 years old. I, I'd say that's pretty safe, yeah? Those, those contracts don't happen anymore now that steroids are not rampant throughout the Well, game. who knows in four years? A lot of things can happen in four years. Steroids might be legal. Who the hell knows? <laughs> but my point is, is that it doesn't matter whether it was a four or six year deal as much because at the time of the four year deal being over, he's he's not getting another big contract anyway. So he's like, you know what? Spread it out for two. It's it, those those uh, two more years to help the luxury tax because those 15 years that are going to, I'm sorry, those $15 million that would be there anyway, if I were playing, would be more than I would get on the open market. Exactly. He was not going to get $90 million over the next six years. He was not going to get more than $90 million over the next six years by signing a shorter contract for more expensive dollars now and then another contract at the end. Because you're right. He's not going to sign a two-year $30 million contract when he's going to be 37 years old. No. So essentially, you're giving the man the money for what could be four years. I mean, if you're looking at the Yankees, you're probably hoping three to four years out of this deal, right? I I don't... When we're looking at this contract later, you know in year five and six, like I'm not going to care at all about year five and six. Depends. Truthfully. It well, totally no. depends. No, I don't think it does depend because they, the way that the deal was structured. depends how he does in years one through three. <laughs> but it wouldn't matter. That's my point. My point is that the last two years of this deal don't matter at all when you're, when you're judging it because in the end, he's a $20 million player and they got a deal. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's... Yeah, I was I was surprised. I thought it was going to be I thought it was going to be four years and eighty million, which is twenty million annual value. But but it, it, it's it's what we talked about last week or last episode when the comps that his camp were using was Josh Donaldson, who signed a four year ninety four I believe million dollar deal, which is um, the comp for an infielder of but, similar age. But that DJ comp LeMahieu. is even that comp is is significantly higher AAV. But again, that's that's goes Total back value, to it's about the same. Right, total value, but yeah. you're looking at two years. That's 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 why I don't believe those two years really matter. I really think that the, it seems like that those two years were more of a you know let's just make this a little bit more flexible for us because, right, because you're not you going to be at, getting more than fifteen million dollars after that. You look at the luxury tax. So last year, 2020, the Yankees did exceed the luxury tax, and now I know it's going. To, it's all adjusted, so I'm not even going to get into numbers for 2020 because of the shortened season. Like the numbers are all out of whack. But if you go on Spot Track right now, Spot Track, Spot Track. Now you said it right, right first now. Time. It it seems to be updated with Lemayhew's 15 million dollar contract. So the Yankees' uh, total luxury tax payroll estimate as of today, if they don't do any more moves, is 199. Point seven six six million dollars, which is about ten point two three million dollars under the luxury tax, which will be set at two hundred and ten million dollars. I expect them to do more things because they need to. If they want to win a World Series, they can't just leave the roster as is. So they have a little bit of room to play with, but not a ton of room if they are really trying to be under the luxury tax threshold. And it's not like you go into the season at two hundred and nine million because then that leaves you no flexibility for acquiring players mid-year if you need to. If you need to acquire a, p- a pitcher mid-year that's going to put you over the top and you don't want to go over the luxury tax, we well, can't do that if you're right up against it. So if they are going to stand or 210 and they want to sign free agent pitchers, it's going to be like scrap heap guys. Well, I mean, if it's a mid-year deal also, there's a prorated contract too. So, I mean, it, will, it won't be full depending on, you know, the uh, what what it looks like for that year and what their deal is. But 
Yeah, they're not going to be doing crazy things. I, I don't think. Uh, Viet trade could be an avenue where they add and subtract money. There's potential there. Um, but yep, if they're staying or under you the luxury acquire tax, cheap, a cheap player somehow, a cheap. Yeah, someone that's pitcher. younger that's that has controllable years, and and you're uh, you're giving up something that there's 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 an opportunity to do that because there's actually not that much salary to shed via trade unless a blockbuster happens. Um, and even if that were to happen, I, I would assume the Yankees would probably absorb. Uh, some money, but there's uh there's 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 not a lot. These Cashman's going to have to be creative because mm-hmm. if they are staying under the luxury tax, if that's the priority, if that's one of the things that they're doing, Trevor Bauer is that's out. It's done. That's not yep. happening. Would it surprise me that that's not the case and the Yankees go out and blow it out again? No, it would not. But well, then why would doing, you sign Lemayhu for for six years, fifteen? If you're just going to blow it out, you're right. No, that's an indicator to me that that they are even more of an indicator because I I, I firmly believe that this was a deal. Um, that was not six years when they talked, but then it stretched to six years as a as a way to um, make it more friendly for the team. Because so, yeah. if your goal as a team is to stay under the luxury tax, this deal does give you more flexibility. Sure. But if your goal as a team, it doesn't matter with luxury tax, this deal gives you less flexibility because it's longer. How do you get an angry machine on your team? You You make him go stretch his deal out to get under the luxury tax. And then you go out and blow it out of the water by signing someone. Else. I don't think he's angry. This he's still ninety million dollars in his not pocket. Angry. I mean, he's you know take out the ten percent for agent fees and all that kind of crap. But you know what I mean. It's this is still ninety million dollars to him, no matter which way you cut it. This is a good deal. I'm wearing my uh, my DJ Lemayhu is my MVP shirt. It's uh it's 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 the day to wear it. The you man is, is back in pinstripes. I'm Murderers wearing modern Row. day murderers row, which nice. has Giancarlo Stan, Aaron Judge, and Gary Sanchez on it. But I think this needs to be revised. And the current mo- murderers row is DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, uh, uh, I guess Brett Gardner because that's where Aaron Boone bats him third. <laughs> yeah, that that would be a, that would be a good. We could, we could make a, a different. Shirt who's the for, who's the third the best Aaron who, Boone lineup? Who's the hitter you want up third? Like who's the not batting third, but after Lemayhu and Judge is like the two players you want up. Who's the third guy you want up? Stanton. Okay, so he's your he's so Stanton is your third most confident. Uh, I'm not. I'm not that the usually in Murderers Row uh, shirts though. When you're looking at those, you're looking at the the power guys and not going to put in the DJ Lemayhu type. But but he, DJ Lemayhu murders opposing pitching. Does murder opposing pitching, and he does. He's definitely a thirty home run guy pretty damn close to a 30 home run guy he's a 30 no, home run. not let's not do this we haven't gotten to bull predictions yet <laughs> that usually happens first week first week of uh spring training or so or last week of spring training i mean so uh this is this this deal totally indicates to me that their priorities stand to the luxury tax what luxury tax which means maybe a Corey kluber signing for cheap money tanaka? maybe a i think it brings tanaka back into play to can, be honest but so they have 10 million in change to work with so is Tanaka going to sign for like six million bucks? Not six million, but yeah, there there could be a um, uh, some kind of a, a friendly deal that I, I don't think Tanaka's getting much love on the on the free agent market. We're seeing what these guys are signing for, and I think that was part of why Lemayu, um, you know, took this offer as well. He's got stability now for the less for the for the the rem- remainder of his career. Tanaka Tanaka might not be getting over ten million dollars on the free no, agent market, but I don't. I, like five to six million bucks for him seems really cheap. It does seem really cheap. I don't see him signing that. I see him going back to Japan before he signs that. 
yeah, he could probably get much more than that uh, in Japan. And if you're thinking like an incentive-laden deal for Kluber or Paxton, well, incentives also affect your luxury tax. So if the incentives of the contract allows for the player to make $15 million, guess what? That's your luxury tax hit. Yeah. That's not your real dollars hit, but that's your luxury tax hit. They're going to have to do something creative in order to to uh, fill this rotation out. Or we're going in with a bunch of kids, which is, you know, Uh, scary, exciting, scary, exciting. At the same time, uh, to me, unnecessary. Like if you're going to dick around at this, see, this is the problem with the New York Yankees now. For for me, this is a problem. When we're this close to a luxury tax threshold and we just, and we're handcuffed by it. I I don't want to be handcuffed by any amount of money. The Yankees should not be handcuffed by money. Right. So. The fact that they would have to dick around and tinker and 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 you know not go for the the players that they need to fill out the roster just because of that 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 is as a fan of this team it does not sit great with me. I'm ex- I'm ecstatic that the Yankees resigned DJ LeMahieu because he's he's honestly this is going to sound corny he's a joy to watch play baseball. Yes. Okay. Like he is fun to watch. He is a joy when, to watch baseball. When you watch the Yankees play baseball, I have probably the most fun watching him play play the game because of the way he does it and how it's different than a lot of the other players. But this is kind of, to me, like bittersweet because I see them now caring about luxury tax and I'm like, well, how, this team's not good enough to win a World Series just because you re-signed DJ LeMahieu. And if you're not going to go was, over... It was, the, it was the, the, the absolute least thing they had to do. They had to sign him. Just to get back to baseline, it was the which number was one ALDS thing to do. Exit. And that that was not an addition. That's not an addition. That's just like, okay, let's keep this team together. They also uh, picked up Britain's options. So the things that they've done this offseason are just retain players they needed to retain. Yes. They have not made any additions. So going into next year, if you're not going to add anything else significant, I'm like... Well, well, shit. Like, how how are they going to get through four rounds of the playoffs? I don't care about the regular season anymore. I do not care about. The so, do you think season. that Brian Cashman also is looking at that and says, "I have time. I have time to make these additions when I can really find out what's happening mid season. When I can check out what the landscape Maybe, is. Maybe the, the free agent market is really not there. It's the trade market. The trade market is where where they're going to be." you know, adding to this team, right? Like that's, that's where maybe a Corey Kluber on something, uh, an incent, something that's, you know, even incentives would probably keep it pretty low for a guy like I Kluber, think if to be Kluber honest. or Paxton are going to sign a deal, it's going to be a one-year deal because if they, if yeah. they pitch well, they don't want to have to lock themselves in. They want to set themselves up. So you might be able to get Paxton or Kluber for like one year, 5 million bucks because they can prove they're good again and healthy and then they can sign a massive deal and then you say thank you very much for your c- contributions see you, see you never so because that because of the the fact that free agency there's not a ton there that it's going to add unless you're going and blowing this up and going Trevor Bauer why not wait why not let, no, let, the, know, let the landscape the can roll out of bed and win on. the AL East I think they can roll out of bed then the AL East got worse like significantly worse Yep, and now and that the, the Blue Jays did Blue not Jays add are... any of the people that they thought they were going to add. Maybe George Springer's <laughs> in the play, but they got nobody. They didn't get better. I see the Yankees because their rotation will probably their pitching staff as a whole will be decent enough to win a bunch of regular season games because it has been for the past few years because their offense will score a bunch of runs and their pitching will keep them in a ton of games and and they'll just win win baseball games. They're, they're going to win 
and it doesn't even have to be games. decent. Yeah, yeah. And like you're you're overstating how even good it has to be because it it doesn't even have to be that way. They're going to so, score a ton of runs. Again, I'm not worried about about making the playoffs. Obviously, I'm not really even that concerned with winning the AL East because even if it doesn't happen, guess, guess what? You're just you're just still in the playoffs, which is the okay, goal. Okay, so anyway let's 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 teams. roll this scenario out real quick. We don't add it. Nothing is added to free agency. We're we're saying that the Yankees have not done anything, and that's that's not improving their chances. But we acknowledge that the trade market is probably the best route for the Yankees to improve the team. So there there can be a delay on that. That it does. You may have yeah. have to pay a higher price with prospects and talent and all those things later in the season. But they're they've done that uh, you know hundred times. They have no problem doing that. That being said, they will know more about what their prospects are, what the younger pitching pitching is as well. They will know more about what Severino is uh, midseason. They will know more about where his health is, where he feels, all of these things. So they will have a much better grasp of where they live in the you know the landscape of the American League at that point, and then they can go out and and try to foster some deals with sure you know what's what's probably a much more you know. Uh, a much more loaded uh, list of guys that can help you at that point. I guess. I guess right? that's their plan. That's probably going to be their plan. Does that, does that, does that, that seems like a reasonable plan at this point. Does that tickle my fancy? It doesn't tickle your fancy, but it seems like at this point when I'm looking around and I'm like, okay, like again, Trevor Brower, if it's not him, I don't know who, who we're going out to make a big splash. It's going to be like, yep, got it. World series time. There's not that guy unless they're making a trade. And if the trade market, you know, we have months and months and months to do that. I know I'm like I'm stumbling for my words because you're right and there's nothing to say to that it's just let's wait and see how the rotation pans out and what they can add some point this this season okay so we're so here's what we're doing here everybody let's listen up we are leveling expectations we're we're we're, we're going in with some expectations this is this is good news okay this is we're taking a new approach right now and I'm 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 really happy about this because I feel like it's gonna it's gonna help you out quite a bit to be honest so we're going we're gonna to look at this first half of the season. And you know what we're going to look at? We're going to look at a lot of kids in the rotation. And it's going to be fun. We're going to watch them develop. It's going to be like 2016 all over again, but on the pitching staff. And we're going to see these guys, you know, earn their keep so that the Yankees don't have to go out and make that trade. So now, because the American League and the regular season doesn't really matter during, you know, during the regular season, we, we know that what's going to happen, we need to get to the playoffs. That's the, the end result. So we got a little bit of time to let these kids grow, to let them flourish and blossom into the flowers that they may or may not be. This is exciting. Here's my problem with this. The goal still is to win the World Series and anything less than that for this team is a failure. Sure. So I agree with that. I even if the the kids like you talk about start to pan out, the youths, I don't think the youths, the youths, I don't think the youths plus Garrett Cole is good enough to win a World Series. You don't know what the youths are going to be in September, in August. You don't know what Severino is going to be in August, September. You don't know that. I if, don't. I don't Severino know, but I don't healthy, think they're going to be good enough. If Severino is healthy, then now you're adding a, a guy that's got a potential. I mean, he is a number one at, at his peak. He's a number one. You at his got. Peak. You have to look at what pitchers do when they come back from Tommy John. I understand that. The first season back, they're not pitching full strength. They're just but the, not. But they will know the. They will have a much better idea of what he is at that point. Because if he is, if he is contributing, and Domingo Herman again, a huge, another really big unknown here with, mm-hmm. with potential to. You know, he's got. He flashed two, three potential. And he flashed more than that, actually, when he flashed. But I don't know. The more I'm thinking about this and, and identifying what is out there in the current market space, 
There's just not much to do unless you're going but Trevor Bauer. I could see us talking in late June and saying, oh man, like Debbie Garcia has really been consistent this year. And Jordan Montgomery took a step forward and obviously Garrett Cole still pitching well. It would be great to have those three going into the playoffs. But guess what? They still need to do something at the deadline. They can't just go in with those guys. So even if the kids start to pan out, you still need to add. But that's fine. But they have time to do that. At least at that point, they will know what what they have. And they may be in desperate they may be in desperation mode at that point. That's a very good possibility. If these guys are not panning out the way that they want, Severino is having hiccup after hiccup coming back, and we're not seeing it, you know, it ends up being 2022, which would not be the least surprise, you know, the most surprising thing in the world. Then they may get into desperation mode because they understand that they still have to win a World Series, and now we're overpaying. That could be as well. That's a risk. That's a big risk. But yeah, there, there's maybe the ways market, they can. Brian Cashman's letting the market come to him almost. That's what's happening. Do you think? Do you think their goal might be for the next couple, like next month, see how they can dump salary? Like, can they get someone to take half of Adam Adovino's contract? Can they get someone to... I mean, they still need bullpen arms too, so. We lost yeah, Tommy Canley, which is a big deal. I know, but but if they can offload four or five million bucks of Adam Adovino and just replace him with minor league arms, like, I think that's I mean, probably yeah, in the long run favorable. Unless Adam, Adam Adovino... Uh, you know, can figure something out and get that frisbee over the plate. There's and not many he's not places a value add. There's not many places you can dump salary. Well, that's that's team. what I'm saying. Like you're you're saying this, like they they can just go do that. There's there's really not many places to do that. He's the only guy I could think of. Everyone else is not going anywhere, right? Nobody's or they're going. not making a lot of money. Like right. Luke Voigt's not making a lot of money. Right. Uh, Gio Rochelle is not making a lot. John Carlos Stanton's not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, there's, there's, uh, yeah, no, there's not there. They don't have much flexibility when it comes to the, the payroll, right <laughs> which now is why, all. which is why they just need to win a World Series and say, fuck this luxury. But, but again, I, yeah, that's it. exactly it. We're saying they don't have flexibility, but that's in reference to a luxury tax that should not be part of the conversation. <laughs> it's frustrating when you're the Yankees. Um, I get it. It's a business. I don't need to be lectured on the on the business and the fact they that lost Hal the most amount of money. I know in baseball. I know. Poor Hal, poor Hal. But it, it would be a real shame if we look back in three years from now and say they just didn't go for it in these next couple of years, and that they because they didn't want to go over the luxury tax and they didn't win a World Series. Yeah, that would that would rub me. The, that would that would be a bad thing to be uh, looking back on. I, and I yep. really hope we don't have to do that. Oh man! Well, this is supposed to be. Yeah, a happy it's hard episode. to say that when they just signed Garrett Cole to you know the best pitcher in baseball to a massive deal. It's really right. It's so really crazy are, that we're even saying that. Why are you so worried about the luxury tax? Then is what I asked. That would be my first question to to Brian Cashman and Hal Steinbrenner. And he might write a check to Trevor Bauer tomorrow and shut us up. And I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't I don't see that happening because of the Lemayhu structure. But again, that would be going for it, no? That's really the oh, move of course that would be it. going for it. Okay. So yeah, I mean, but but even I mean, that's obviously the the splash move that goes for it. But there are other ways that you can just really add depth depth to this team and go over the luxury tax, like signing a few pitchers for a collective twenty five million dollars. You get three pitchers for twenty five million dollars or something like that. I mean, who is just going to move the needle on? On a World you're Series, providing depth. you're providing depth. Adding, yeah, but that doesn't. Again, that doesn't go back to your World Series point. Depth doesn't get you a championship. Maybe not, especially when the regular season has been, 
you know, yeah, has been, maybe has you're been right. you know, made practically irrelevant. Depth doesn't get it. You have to make the splash move. You got to, you got to make the guy, you got to get the impact player that's going to shove. So then that's that. a trade. It's that's a trade, a trade or it's signing Trevor Bauer. Like those are the impact moves. There's no yeah. other impact move on the market right now, unless there's a trade uh, for somebody that we just don't know. Maybe maybe they're going after Castillo for from from Cincinnati. Like that to me is is a potential, you know, workaround where where Cashman's getting getting flexible with the with the money. That a move like that would not surprise me at all. No, but I also would fear that's just another James Paxton, another. Michael I mean, you Pineda, can fear all you another. want, but that's but that's going for an arm that is a top flight arm. Yep. I'm I'm not they gonna I'm not gonna knock arm. him for 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 going after a guy I'm not like either. that. Yeah, they, they. I guess you got to keep going back to the well. That's the only way to succeed at it. You got to keep trying. You got to keep throwing your darts. Yeah. All right. You're happy that Lemayhu's back. Obviously, I'm happy that Lemayhu's back. Obviously, they needed him in this lineup desperately. I still think the lineup needs to get more diverse. So, Clint Frazier, baby. Here we go. That Clint Frazier's my guy. My new guy. Um, happy Friday, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this news. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back at you sometime mid next week. Submit your mailbag questions and all that kind of good stuff. Anything else you want to say? You can't close every episode now with sign DJ LeMahieu. Maybe you want to say sign more pitching, get more pitching. Um, no, I mean, look, I'm, I'm <laughs> to be honest, I talked my, I just talked myself into waiting and looking at what the market is, or or just yeah, let's make a trade. I'm ready for exactly cash. Brian Cash and watch. Here's what I okay. To here, here's 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 how I'll break it down. Brian Cashman is on a mission now to redeem his name in acquiring a pitcher. He's he's going after that guy to shut everybody up, to 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 put a put a little bow on his legacy, to win a World Series and acquire the pitcher that gets him to that point via trade. Done. We'll see. It's the one black mark on his resume. It is. Well, and the fact that he needs another World Series. So, you could put two on there. He needs another World Series that's really his construction. He needs a World Series that's his construction and not a prior per, uh, GM's construction. If he goes out and acquires an arm that helps them win a World Series, legacy cemented. Of Bye course. Bye. Also because there, in theory, it would also be players like Aaron Judge and Glaber Torres and all the other people that Brian Cashman was responsible for acquiring contributing to that World Series. Yes. Whereas... 98, 99, 2000, that was all the, the Stick Michael era that set that up. And even 2009, I mean, the core four was all still there. Right. I mean, Brian Cashman signed CC Sabathia and Mark Teixeira. I could have done that. Yeah, those he just the threw two best players uh, on the market. He threw a lot of cash at people, yeah. He went yeah. out and, and, and made those moves. That being said, this is this is the... the there, there are opportunities out there. I believe there are opportunities within baseball that he can go out and, and acquire somebody that's controllable, that will hit a, a bunch of the objectives that they're looking for and give the Yankees a much better op- opportunity to win a World Series. And like you said, that's that's it. That's the number one thing. Win a World Series. Top flight arms. Guys who can shove bats down people's throat in October. That's what we need. He tried it with Jeff Weaver. Didn't work out. He tried it with Michael Pineda. Didn't work out. He tried it with James Paxson. Didn't work out. He tried it with Nathan Avaldi. Didn't work out. Sonny Gray. Fifth time's a charm. Tried it with Sonny Gray. Didn't work out. Sixth time's a charm for Brian Cashman. Maybe it's going back to the well. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. 
We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.